welcome to the Everything Theatre podcast, brought to you by Everything Theatre, a theatre review and interview website covering more than just London Fringe Theatre. Each week we'll bring you interviews with some of the best that Fringe Theatre has to offer. We'll talk to theatre makers about new shows, hear about the art of making the plays, talk about some of the wonderful venues you may never have heard of before. In short, we will chat Everything Theatre and what makes it tick. So let's dive straight in and hear what today's episode has to offer. I'm with Christopher Smart. Christopher is writer and director and works um, co-artist director of Mangle Jarns. That sound about right? That does sound about right. Yep. Uh, Neil Jennings is the other writer, producer, and pretty much do everything of uh, Mangled Yarn as well. Yeah. Yeah. And say so Chris was here to talk about their upcoming show, It's a Wonderful Life, which is going to be on at the place in Bedfont, which is up Milton Keynes or Milton Keynes. Bedford, Bedford. 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 Yes. Bedford. Bedford. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's about it's about forty five minutes from King's Cross St Pancras on the train. So if you ever if you're a London if you're if you're London way, that's about where it is. But yes, it's just 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 by Milton Keynes Luton way. Yeah. Perfect. But luckily, if you can't make it there, the show is going to be available online at some point, which we'll talk about in a minute. Right, Christopher, yeah, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and about Mangled Jam first, then? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, uh, Neil and I are the co-founders of Mangled Yarn. We started the theatre company about three years ago. Uh, we both met from working for another theatre company for a long, long time. And, and then we came up one night after, uh, a, a, let's say, a, a, a tired and an emotional evening. We, um, we, we came up with the idea of, uh, of what would be the most inappropriate pantomime to, 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 to adapt. And, and we came up with Frankenstein, the pantomime. Uh, and that and that was it really. That was that, that was when Mangled Yarn was born, and we took that to the Brighton Fringe in twenty eighteen, I think, or twenty nineteen. I forget now. COVID has, has sent my oh, calendar knowledge all lost track of years away, all, yeah. all, all, all awry. And then, uh, yeah, after that, we we uh, we had planned in twenty twenty. Our next big thing was to do "It's a Wonderful Life," and and Mangled Yarn comes from a Shakespeare quote that life is but a mingle mingled. Uh, a mingle, uh, a, a, man- a mingled yarn, but we changed it to mangled yarn, just because we like taking old stories or or what m- people might see as kind of difficult stories or or old fashioned stories and sort of changing them and adapting them. And we we'd we'd planned and I'd had it in my brain for a long time and I'd already spoken to Neil about it for a long time that it's a wonderful life would make a fantastic kind of actor muso show where you have four people and they have to do absolutely everything which is which it really tickles my fancy just as a just to watch people really work i think <laughs> uh, really really have to work for their their paychecks and, and that was the plan for 2020 and and you you know what i'm going to say now you know uh, yep. and then covid happened and covid completely changed the game for us and we didn't know quite what we were going to do but luckily alex uh, levine and the team at the place they they were really supportive really helped us and together we we popped in a, an arts council england application for a kind of half live half digitally streamed kind of covid proof show but we didn't really think that it's a wonderful life would have been especially in the situation that the whole world was in, you know, it's a wonderful life as a story of you know, redemption, of community rallying, rallying round, and, and and you know, and 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 sort of learning that it really is 
in a wonderful life and, in, and George Bailey really has got something special and there was something about that kind of feeling to the show it felt inappropriate to try and do that in the middle of deep deep in the middle of Covid and lockdown and numbers still spiralling and we didn't have a vaccine at that point and so we uh, we worked with Alex and the team at the place and we came up with this kind of idea of well what happened before Clarence tried to get his wings you know he's 200 years it's taken him what, what has he been doing since or before and so we, we came up with this show called Every Time a Bell Rings which essentially we we shipped Clarence our body angel second class off to Bedford England <laughs> and um and he had to work with lots of Bedfordshire angels uh, sorry, if you're hearing a creaking, it's my it's my <laughs> five month old puppy that sat on my lap and she's annoyed that I'm rambling on. And so we came up with this idea of, right, he needs a crack team of Bedfordshire angels to teach him all the things it takes for him to go down and help George Bailey. And that was the idea. And we worked with Arts Council England, who very luckily f- uh, funded us. We, we worked with the community of Bedfordshire which which are a hugely diverse and eclectic group of people you know the italian community is, is really big here there's also a kind of detention center just on the edge of bedford and and as well as a whole network of volunteers that work at the theater itself and so through those kind of uh, strands of of community we put together this kind of uh, what does what did i describe sort of an advent calendar of stories that help clarence to learn what it is to to, to go down and help someone and get their wings. And it was absolutely fantastic. Sadly, we went on uh, our opening night, we were in tier two. Uh, the, the day afterwards, we were in tier three. And then by the Saturday, we were in tier four and we had to stop and <laughs> film the show. And, and then that was when y- you lovely lot reviewed our, our digital stream, our, mm. our, um, our recorded version. So really we've come, we've come back to kind of finish what we've started here at, at uh, the place and, and finally do It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Um, right, so it's a wonderful life. Then, obviously, the classic was it? A, is it a fifties film? Was it sixties? Nineteen forty-six. Nineteen forty-six. Oh my yeah, god, nineteen yeah. forties. Yeah, yeah. Have you brought that up? To, have you transported that into England as well? You're doing the same as you did with the sort of last year's play. Um, no, actually, we haven't. I mean, and I think two things on that is is uh, one, you wouldn't really believe it was made in nineteen forty-six. You know, it's based on a pamphlet, a Christmas card that a guy sent. Uh, uh, von Sternum, the writer, and he wrote it as a Christmas card to his family and friends, and it was a short story. And then it was eventually bought and produced into a film in 1946. But and it was originally a flop, absolutely bombed at the, mm. uh, the uh, and then it, it went into public domain, and it got played day after day, night after night at the Christmas period, uh, on on sort of public access in America and and then in Europe and England as well. But what you wouldn't believe about it is how, if you haven't seen it, and I'm sure. I'm sure I'm, uh, I would have little dissenters here or a few dissenters. <laughs> it is incredibly modern and the wit and the, 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 the feeling of the writing is very sharp, it, it, you know, and Jimmy Stewart, he is very um, dry. And, it, and, it, and it, I mean, there, there are obvious aspects of the movie that um, there's a the little bit of chauvinism and, 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 and the era from which it comes. There's a few things that we've had to just, you know, Make it more sensitive and more and more aware. But actually, in terms of a story, it could. It's about a community rallying around a man to 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 help and 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 to show him that his life is worth living and to show him what he means to them. And really, it couldn't be more apt for a time right now. You know, where you just you feeling he's feeling terribly, terribly alone and isolated. 
in the end, he's helped by well by Clarence, the angel, but also really it, it's by the community around him that, that rally round and, and and help him out of an incredibly tough situation. So actually, it, it couldn't really be more appropriate for, for just as we're hopefully, fingers crossed, coming out of what has been some of the most challenging times of, of, of probably anyone's existence, you know. And so, so for your stage version, what have you done? I saw something about you've got puppets and that in it then? That's right, yeah. So it's a, it's a four-hander. There's actor musicians. So last year, we kind of brought Bedford Falls to Bedford. No, we brought Bedford to Bedford Falls. We brought Bedford to Bedford Falls. And this year, we've brought Bedford Falls to Bedford. So it's still still set in, in a sleepy little town in, in, in America, in Bedford Falls, but with four actor musicians, with puppetry, with song, comedy ridiculous anachronisms um countless movie references and lots of other little christmas joys uh, a little bits of audience interactions i suppose what how i would describe it what it, what it tries to be anyway is like a love letter to to it's a wonderful life neil and i absolutely adore the movie we we absolutely love it and, it, and it's just absolutely timeless and brilliant so rather than trying to directly recapture that it, it's almost like a love letter to it you know and it sits in, uh, the, in the 1919, the 28, 13, 45, you know, it goes through all those specific eras, but there's a lot of fun to be had with the audiences. You know, there's lots of, you know, if you like your Christmas movies, you'll spot a couple of people. Let me just tell you, I mean, there's a character called Hans. And if you know your Christmas movies, <laughs> yeah. uh, you might, you know, there's a, so in the original movie, there's a bank teller called Hans. And let's just say we, uh, we captured that as an idea and we thought, there might be something to be had with some some modern references there. So. <laughs> Although then you open up debate about is that a Christmas film or not? But that's, that's not a debate. <laughs> we all know that's not a debate. That's I mean that's that's one side of the argument that says it is, and then a, a complete set of idiots who think that it's not. So you know it's not really a debate, <laughs> is it? And the point is now let's not let's not reference the film. So anyone who's listening to this and doesn't get the Hans reference, I'll just get <laughs> me it. so confused now. Yeah, absolutely. We'll that's just, we'll just let that's, that one sit there. Yeah, so confused that they might have to come and see it to <laughs> to, to see. Oh, oh, it's that movie. It's the that only movie, way right? to go find out now is to come and watch yeah. it. That is a good plan. Let, let's just say it's not the Polar Express. You know, let's just say. <laughs> Right. Now, obviously, we're recording this on Monday night. The show starts tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Tomorrow, Tuesday, how's, 7 o'clock. How's yeah. rehearsals gone? How's tech gone? Yeah, fantastic. I mean, again, we were, it was, COVID has been an extremely strange and interesting time for us. And um, we were not sure, especially in terms of, the, it's been hard to coax people out to the theatre and it's been hard to, to know exactly what's going to happen in this Christmas period but once again the 11th hour arts council england have, have really helped us out and because of the connection to the community and and there are community elements within the show they've really helped us it's meant that you know things have gone more smoothly than the, than we thought they might have done you know we, we've had 12 12 days of rehearsal and then a couple of days of tech and, and it's all been gone really really well and, and and we run quite a collaborative kind of rehearsal room i'm, I'm directing and and the ideas have come thick and fast and we have a very sort of core team of ensemble actors that work with us well time and again you know in almost every project and um, i'm sorry patsy the dog is, is very annoyed at me for because, again obviously going out of the radio people won't go see what i'm seeing but i can't actually see the dog so it just sounds like your stomach grumbling <laughs> I promise you it is it is a beautiful uh she's the assistant director she's called patsy and she's a five-month-old miniature dachshund and she's <laughs> but she's she's had a long day and she's very angry 
<laughs> and she creaks and moans when I talk nonsense. So. Uh-huh. All right, let's talk about so the place. This is a, pla- um, <laughs> a place you've worked at. It is place. a place. You're right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. It? You've done. You've worked. You, you put your show on there last year. You didn't one this year. Is That's it a place you've got a strong connections with? Then is that you've it, got re- any- it? Really, it really is a place I've got a strong connection with, and and for for, for really really good reasons. I mean, I, I've worked with a, a theatre company called the Pantaloons, who were a, a touring actor muso outdoor and indoor group, and that's where I first met Alex and the team at the place. It's it's a really intimate kind of 133 seater, just in in a kind of suburb in in Bedford. And it has some of the most incredible audiences that you've, you, you'll, you'll ever find. And it does some of the most incredible work, especially within its community. You know, it's, it's, it, you might call it small, but my goodness, is it mighty. It really does an incredible amount of work in the, uh, in, in the community. So much so that we, we, we also received, with the Bedford Players Trust, who run the, run the theatre, we received national lottery funding to run five weeks prior to our rehearsals, uh, a loneliness and isolation campaign but we went out working with the Bedford Players Trust into care homes, into uh, dementia wards, into vulnerable housing units. And we gave them sing-alongs, yoga sessions, uh, craft and chat sessions, uh, opportunities to, to come into the theatre and, and see the show for free. You know, we work with them a lot. You know, and that's the kind of work that, that, that Alex and the, the, the Place Theatre have been doing for a long, long time, way before I, I had anything to do with them. But it's, an, it's a really extraordinary theatre. And I've had some kind of as a performer, I've had some extraordinary nights here, including when my uh, wife, uh, we were both in a, a production of Othello. She snapped her Achilles in the opening scene of Othello. Oh. <laughs> now, even with the pantaloons who do pretty streamlined versions, it's a long show. She thought it was cramp, uh, and so just did the whole show and finished it. The whole show, and, and it was Commitment. extraordinary. And the crowd were, were were absolutely astonishing. But if you've never been, you really should. You know, uh, it, it's 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 not far from London, but it's also not far from the Midlands as well. It's it kind of sat in a kind of mm. a sweet spot there. But I do have a really strong connection with it, and I do feel feel really strongly that it, it does. A lot, it's like a sort of hidden gem, a little unsung hero in the middle of Bedfordshire, and 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 I'm very very happy. I have spent <laughs> the last three Christmases here doing doing. I did Panto here, and then I've done our own show, and now we're doing another show. So yeah, I've spent a lot of time here, and I think there's a good reason why. It's Absolutely. amazing. I mean, that sort of you see that a lot, especially with sort of the fringe theatres and smaller theatres, isn't it? The community work that goes on. Oh yeah. yeah, and I yeah. think that is something I think is so underappreciated, and I think something that come to light very much last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we would not have been I mean, if without Lissy and M and and Matt and 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 the crack team that they have down here of of almost exclusively volunteers. We would not have put that show on. We would not have got through. And and and, and they are extraordinary group of people and you're right and during covid that at least those people finally got the appreciation that they deserve yeah it's it's really heartwarming and again all part of that wonderful life feeling of community and rallying around so how difficult it been getting this show ready this year is it <laughs> i mean compared to last year's probably well, actually no sort of similar to last year i suppose isn't it just uncertainty yeah it's the same i mean really it's been it's so close to my heart the show because it's been an idea that's been brewing away and been percolating for about three years you know and finally we think we hope we pray that this year we'll finally see it 
blossom and and then it's it's got a real afterlife as well there's lots of plans for it to to keep coming back because we think it's a really beautiful show and a really beautiful story but it's been it, it, you would be unsurprised to learn it's been really difficult it's been really tricky and we weren't sure whether we would need to pull the show and we applied for funding to help us because the problem is you know if you're not the Lloyd Webbers or the you know the the big playing houses of the of the world well, even those, you know, even those, uh, they have their, it's very tricky to know and it's very uncertain what is going to happen, you know. And so you go into it with with money on the line and you think, well, are we going to get locked down? Are we going to go into tier nine again? And, you know, are we, you know, what can happen? So there's always been a sort of, our hearts have been in our mouths for about <laughs> six months, you know. And 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 as I say, I, I was talking to you before the interview began, you know, my wife and I, we moonlight uh, um uh, my wife manages and, and I assistant manager COVID test site. So, you know, we, we're reasonably, we have our ears reasonably to the ground uh, when it comes to like how things are and what's going to happen. And so obviously the Omicron variant has, has added a new sort of wave of like, oh my goodness, what will happen? But we are quietly optimistic that, that we will see the run through and that we will we'll see live audiences every single day. But also, as, as you've already mentioned, we have made the contingency plan to, to film on Christmas Eve. We'll be filming the production and making it available uh, online for those that can't get there in person. But also it's a big part of our community element that we've tried really hard to bring uh, care homes and, and uh, dementia wards and those that, that over the last two years have really been suffering from loneliness and isolation we've tried to bring them into the theatre you know try to, to to give them free tickets and and help with transport but with the Omicron variant and with Covid in the way that it is it's been tricky no doubt about it and so that part that filming process not only is it a way for us to show kind of the world what we think is a brilliant and beautiful show it's also a way for us to say, well, okay, you can't come to us, we'll come to you and we can send that, that, that filmed version into the care homes, into the sheltered houses you use it, you know, into those places where they struggle to get out in times of, of, uh, of you know, in time, you know, when, when the pandemic restrictions are, are tight. Right, and now you've meant, we've mentioned this, so you're filming it on Christmas Eve. That's right. To put out sort of as digital offering sort of sometime after Christmas, okay, once you've managed to edit it in between sort of mid and everything. Yeah. How's the the on the sort of putting it online? You've obviously got experience with this last year. Has that opened up brand new avenues to you? Do you think that's actually something you'll keep doing even when we're back to normal with theatre? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I suppose we we planned this year thinking probably that things well naively, I suppose, thinking that things would at least be relatively back to normal. That's not been the case. But we always said, you know, this digital experience is is an absolute no brainer. Everyone is everyone, you know, it, it benefits from it. You know, when we, we played every time a bell rings last year. Uh, digitally for, for about two weeks and um, we had watchers in uh, in Germany in Holland Brooklyn New York Colombia you know uh, and that's the kind of thing that you can do because it's just instantaneous it suddenly opens up big big um, opportunities and also opportunities for us to take our work to the, some of those places and there's some plans in place hopefully fingers crossed that we'll be taking this show particularly to a couple of exciting uh, destinations you know this won't be the end of this show, certainly not. So you've recorded when you recorded last year to an empty, you know, empty theatre. What's it? What's it like performing in an empty theatre? How does that feel? Well, yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's, we are a theatre company that come 
from a very strong kind of clowny background and comedy and audience interaction you know you're working in tandem with an with another state member of the cast it's the audience and so it, it can be extremely tricky although there are tons and tons of companies out there that have um that have found extraordinary ways to, to keep that connection with people and um companies uh you know like a uh, open bar who are a great company that that um they go around pubs in the summer and do and do Shakespeare and they're fantastic and they've been doing they did some online digital stuff and they had some great techniques for keeping it pantaloons the same you know there are there are things to learn from it but yeah we, we have been it's a strange experience no doubt about it because you your jokes your jokes never quite land you know you know is it funny you don't know not yeah I know yeah, yeah. people say about you work off the audience, don't you? You feed off the audience, I've been told of by course people. You do, yeah, and it, it gives you momentum and, yeah, yeah. Stanislavski Laskin called it like communion, a communion with the audience. So I think he's dead right. You know, it's kind of this idea of like you kind of come together with the show. Kelly, one of our ensemble members, works with the team and happens to also be my wife. You know, she says the best audiences play with you. Some audiences don't play at all. And then the worst audiences play against you. <laughs> and I think it's a really interesting concept. You know, I think. And we, we like audiences that come and play with us mm. and are part of the fun. But an empty room can't do anything, really. There's nothing yeah. to do. But it's like comedians, isn't it? If you get a bad crowd, you hear comedians talk about having a bad crowd and you're fighting with them then, aren't you? It's uh, That's it. Yeah, again, and it's that. It's You're, you're either not playing the same game or you're, you're playing against one another. But when you're pulling in the same direction, it can be really, really... Um, yeah, look, you can just about see. I see a head of the dog now. <laughs> see, it wasn't my belly at all, was it? <laughs> so, what's what's Bedford? Bed, Bedford, Bedford. Yeah. What's Bedford like? Sort of, is there much of a scene around there? Theatre scene around there, or are you the sort of heart of everything in the place? I mean, I mean, I, I would never be so arrogant as to say that we're the heart of uh, uh, the uh, heart of everything that goes on in Bedford. Certainly not. No, there are, there are, there are a couple of theatres, and there's, there is a lot going on in terms of of music and theatre but you know there's a, the Bedford Festival that happens every year okay. uh, which is fab you know and there is also a lot of community work here I mean even at the place there's this one theatre company that do a lot of do, do a lot of work and, and and a lot of good work in fact they they tried their hand for the first time at open air theatre this year because of all the regu- uh, regulations and it was fab uh, the Tempest and it was absolutely brilliant so there's a lot going on here obviously we always want there to be more going on here and that's kind of been our position in the industry and what we've found that we really love doing is is being here in Bedford, which we think is a pretty special place, uh, and trying to build more work here, especially more professional work, more actor, musician, comedy work that that we we like to see ourselves. You know, that's but yeah, I mean, Bedford's a lovely, wonderful place and has a, an extraordinary sort of diverse community. So it's a, there's a lot there's a lot you can see and do here. And obviously, so you've got this going up to the end of the year. Plans for 2022 then? Let's assume that everything of theatre is back to what we've seen as normal in 2022. What yeah. plans have you got? So we've got a few. I mean, certainly we are very keen to revive uh, our first show, Frankenstein the Pantomime, because it only played <laughs> only played for three days, three wonderful, fabulous oh. days. It was a wonderful show. And, and I think, again, we'll, we'll be looking at a kind of idea of smaller spaces, non-conventional non, non theatre spaces or non-theatre spaces, rural touring, that kind of thing. Because I think Frankenstein, actually, that kind of that whole theme, it, again, is like isolated, existential. Well, who and what am I and where do I fit in? I think that really works for kind of where we're at at the moment. Uh, we have uh, another plan for an interesting adaptation of 1984. 
uh, which I won't say too much about, but we're pretty excited about it. And, and we, we'll be starting our sort of research and development on that. And, the, the, and certainly the plan is we love Shakespeare and, and yet we have yet to do a Shakespeare. Uh, and so I think we will be looking at a way put a, at least a small tour of a Shakespeare out. We're not quite sure which one yet. Maybe not one of the the mainstream, not maybe not one of the top canon, but we, we, yeah. And then at Christmas time, I think we'll we'll come back to this. I think I think there's there's plans really for next year to be trying to situate it two different productions simultaneously. Uh, one perhaps not in England or the United Kingdom, and one one in another either a tour here or a or a, another set down residency here. So that's that's kind of like our the layout for our year. So <laughs> a lot of work to do. A lot, lot. Hope, yeah. Fingers crossed. Everything goes to plan next year. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's let's wrap this up with so last last little sales pitch for um, it's a wonderful life. What? So why should we come and see it's a wonderful life through, up at Bedfont? Bedford, 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 <laughs> Bedford. The place theatre, Bedford. Why should you come and see it? It's an incredible story. And whether you're new to it when you've never seen It's a Wonderful Life before, uh, or whether you've seen it a thousand times, you've seen it every Christmas since time began, you will find something new in this show. You know, it's a love letter to to uh, the show and, and we're big fans of it. So if you're a fan of the movie too, then absolutely come and see either what we've done with it and write strongly worded letters, or if you've never experienced it before, come and see a new way to experience it and, and, and find a way to connect. It's a perfect show for the family, uh, there's puppetry, there is music, there's comedy, there's audience interaction. Uh, it's it's a real Christmas show, and and that's the that's the thing that I think that's my biggest selling point. I think that this show and the and I think the way that we've done it, and with the wonderful, amazing, hardworking cast and crew that we've had, we've put together a show that is it's just totally Christmassy. It's an unbelievably Christmassy show, and it's got a, a real story with a real heart of heart of gold. Yeah, I, 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 you'll love it. That's why. <laughs> And you can come find out the hands reference. That's it. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't forget about, the hands say, reference. When I say hands, then then you've got to come and, and, and see it. Yeah. Brilliant. Christopher, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. So it's show is what this goes or this the show will be open when this goes out. So yep. if you're in the uh, Bedfont area, Bedford area. I, I used to live <laughs> on uh, uh, Bedfont Lanes. I I'd, ah, that's that's where it is. I, that's, what, that's what it, I, I live off Bedfont Lanes here, where I am here. So that's we didn't what, have a ch- we didn't have a chance, did we? We didn't have a prayer, you know. So that's, that's why I keep Bedford. going back. So Bed, Bedford, Bedford. Yeah. So yeah, so if you're in the Bedford area, obviously get along, see this. Otherwise, wait till just after Christmas, and you'll be able to get it on demand from your website. All the information we will put up on our website for you. Amazing. Thanks so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been great to come and chat about it. You are welcome. Thanks so much for listening. Please check out our website at everything-theatre.co.uk where you can find reviews and past interviews that we've done. And please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes where we'll be talking to more of the amazing people who make theatre the wonderful place it is. This has been Everything Theatre. We hope you enjoyed. Yay!